pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. It's Dexcom. With the new Dexcom G7, you get better diabetes results without those awful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or to your watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affect your glucose. It makes it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's so easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. Crime Alert, I'm Nancy Grace. Breaking crime news now. Kenneth Fandrick, 56, takes out a restraining order against Stephen Milner, the man with whom Fandrick's wife's allegedly having an affair. After the affair ends, Milner begins stalking the woman and her husband, going so far as to place tracking devices on their cars. Now, Fandrick's dead, found strangled to death in his car. Milner, 55, charged with second-degree murder, stalking, and violating a stalking order. Nancy Fandrick's wife worked with Milner for roughly 15 years before their brief affair that ended more than five years before Fandrick's death. Less than a year before the murder, Fandrick called 911 to report Milner was following him to work. A Hillsborough, Oregon officer spoke with Milner while responding to the call, informing him that he was walking the line of a prosecutable stalking offense. Milner continued to follow Fandrick to work and posed as a maintenance worker to spray paint over the security cameras in the parking garage where he later attacked Fandrick as he was leaving, breaking his neck. Milner's DNA was later found on Fandrick's hands. In his initial court hearing, Milner pled not guilty to all charges and was denied bail. More crime and justice news after this. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're a smoker looking for an alternative to traditional tobacco, you might feel uncertain at the thought of changing things up. Maybe you're ready to make a switch, but don't know where to start. Maybe you've tried vaping, thought it wasn't your thing. Maybe you've heard of smokeless nicotine products, but aren't familiar with the options. Meet Zen, America's number one nicotine pouch. Zen nicotine pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. Which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life. Because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Zen is a satisfying tobacco alternative that puts you in control of your nicotine experience, which means Zen pairs well with you. Visit Zen.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Now with the latest crime and justice breaking news, Crime Online's John Limley. 
a Michigan murder suspect who escaped from custody by removing his handcuffs and shackles at a gas station while being taken to court has been apprehended by authorities in western Montana. With the latest, here's Sydney Sumner with Crime Online. The Sanders County Sheriff's Office reports on Facebook that Chadwick Shane Mobley was apprehended near the town of Plains, Montana. Authorities say that 42-year-old Mobley escaped on Sunday while being transported through planes by a private firm working under contract with the U.S. Marshal Service. The small town of about a 1,000 residents is circled by mountain ranges and a portion of the Lolo National Forest along the Clark Fork River. People in the area had been urged to lock their homes, take their keys and firearms from their cars, and report any unusual behavior. According to Sanders County Undersheriff Jerry Johnson, it had been unclear whether Mobley remained in the region. Following his return to Michigan, Mobley was charged with felony murder and other felonies in connection with the death of Andrea Eilber. This according to the state's attorney general. It was in 2011 that Eilber was shot in the head at the home of a family member in Lapeer, Michigan. Now to Illinois, as police announced that the suspect in the 1982 Tylenol poisonings that left seven people dead in the Chicago region has died. James W. Lewis was found dead in his Cambridge, Massachusetts home by officers, firefighters, and EMT responding to a 911 call about an unresponsive person. Cambridge Police Superintendent Frederick Cabal reported in a statement that Lewis was 76 years old. There were never any charges brought against anyone in the deaths of seven people who took the -the over-the-counter painkillers laced with cyanide. Lewis did serve more than a dozen years behind bars for sending an extortion note to Tylenol's manufacturer, Johnson & Johnson. The letter demanded $1 million to stop the killing. Lewis and his wife relocated to Massachusetts following his 1995 release. An aspiring actor who called Kevin Spacey a, quote, vile sexual predator who drugged and assaulted him when he asked for his mentoring has admitted that he later joked with friends about having sex with the Oscar winner if he couldn't land a job. As part of his testimony, the man claimed he used humor to deal with the trauma he went through after passing out and falling asleep in the Hollywood star's apartment and waking up to discover Spacey having oral sex with him. Once again, crime online, Sydney Sumner. The man is the fourth and final alleged victim to accuse the two-time Academy Award winner of sexual assaults in Britain between 2001 and 2013, while Spacey worked at the Old Vic Theatre in London. 63-year-old Spacey is on trial in the London court for 12 offenses, including sexual assault, indecent assault, and inciting another person to engage in sexual activity without their consent. Spacey has denied all the accusations against him, and according to his lawyer, the actor's accusers may be after financial compensation. The witness claimed that after the 2008 event, he did not complain about Spacey because he wished to continue working in the industry. He described the situation as one of David versus Goliath and expressed his concern of, quote, getting slammed by his lawyers. The man admitted he at first resisted police requests for phone data and social media accounts, but denies obstructing the investigation after detectives were unable to find his records from the 2008 incident. Irene Gakwa moves from Kenya to Boise, Idaho, where her brothers live. Gakwa, 33, wants to become a nurse. 
She's very close with her brothers and is in constant contact with her parents. One year later, she starts a relationship with Nathan Heitman. The couple moved to Gillette, Wyoming. Gakwa slows her communication with brothers and parents and begins to send messages that don't make any sense. On March 9, the messages stop completely. Heitman has been charged with fraudulently using Irene's credit cards and claims Gakwa filled several trash bags with belongings and took off in a dark-colored SUV. Gakwa's family is devastated, looking for answers in her disappearance. If you have seen or think you have seen Irene Gakwa or know anything about her disappearance, please call Gillette, Wyoming PD, 307 682 5155. For the latest crime and justice news, go to crimeonline.com. With this crime alert, I'm Nancy Grace. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.